Welcome to the Alan Jackson Podcast. I'm Alan. And I am Jackson. We're just two Christian brothers talking about God, the Word, relationships, ministry, leadership, having a lot of laughs in the process. A lot of laughs, a lot of snorts, all that good stuff. So we have some big news in the podcast. Breaking news to all four followers of our podcast. Yes. Uh, Our boy Jackson is engaged. Engaged to be married. To be married. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Should I say a few words? Yes, please. Um, Yes. So I am engaged to a wonderful woman um, of God. Am I allowed to say her name? Uh, I can't remember. Sure. Yeah. They know your name. Oh, yeah. I'm engaged to the wonderful... I mean, when we make it big, they might stalk her, but I'll, it's, it's worth the risk. Um, <laughs> you don't know, have to say her last name. I'm it's going to change. True. I'm engaged to the wonderful Anne Lee. She is a peach. Um, I Words cannot describe my, <laughs> my love for this woman, and it is truly incredible. Our story is really, really uh, awesome um, it is. and orchestrated by the Lord, which is so crazy to think about that he cares about me enough and her enough to bring us one another. Um, it's really just kind of humbling, but also amazing. And um, I could not be more thankful. Could not be more excited. Our engagement is only going to be three months. Praise yeah. the Lord. Not fooling around. Uh, <laughs> not fooling around. We're getting done in three months. We're going to get married. And um, yeah, I'm very excited. So yes, big news, big news, big news. And I will say, it's just, uh, I've... Alan's been there since the beginning. Since the beginning, yes. Since uh, before the beginning. <laughs> since before the beginning, yeah. Um, and it's just been an honor to walk alongside Jackson and see him um, just pursue God in this relationship, lead the relationship uh, in Christ, honor and honor um, their their future marriage, um, and just and lead while, um, while in this relationship. Uh, they've both... Um, just been a great example of a godly couple um, exemplifying Christ, but also exemplifying how to care for others and lead for others um, while leading in a relationship as well. Um, And it's just been really cool to see God's faithfulness um, to them and uh, through them in it. Yeah, Yeah, man. Maybe one day we'll, uh, on one episode down the road, we'll recap some of the story yeah um and the greatest day of all time oh yeah there's august 24th or 25th 24th 24th um 2019 anyways (laughs) uh it was a great day yeah it was a great day and um yeah we'll talk more about that some other time but um yeah I'm, i'm really excited to say the least um so today yes on this episode we are going to be talking about uh another proverb it's uh proverb Proverbs 4, verse 23, and it's uh, more of a well-known proverb, Um, and it's one of those ones that I've heard so many times that I kind of just, you know, gloss over, honestly, and like, I just hear, I'm like, okay, yeah, I've heard it before, okay, it makes sense, cool, but it's one of those ones that you hear so many times that you don't necessarily, I don't necessarily uh, think about, like, what does it really mean, and it's, and for those of you that don't know, I'm gonna go ahead and read it real quick. Um, I'm gonna read from the ESV and then NLT and then also, uh, NIV. They're all, they're all similar, but it all kind of gives a different perspective. Um, so ESV says this, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. 
NLT says this, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. NIV says this, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Um, so, when I, when I, when I knew we were going to talk about this <clears throat> verse. Because it both, it kind of been on both of our hearts for a couple months now. I think we talked about it actually back in, in August. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. During that so, of prayer. Yeah. Before and him and Ann started dating. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, I started thinking about, kind of like I said, I'd heard so many times and I was, I never really dug into what does it really mean? Um, it was like, what does it mean to guard something, to guard your heart? And what is the heart? Um, and so I kind of want to just discuss what the heart is. And why it's important to guard it, and why is it important to look over it with diligence and vigilance? Um, why is that important? And so I did some research and like just kind of some study, um, brief study, and really the heart, as it's used here in this ancient uh, in the Hebrew, like they when they wrote this, they didn't know they didn't have any concept of what the mind was, like the brain, and so the heart was basically. Uh, Everything of the inner person. So like your dreams, your desires, your hopes, your direction, um, your mind, your will, your, your emotions, your thoughts. Um, like what is your, uh, what is your, I can't think of the word now, motivation. Like what do you think about when you wake up in the morning? What do you think about when you go, at, go to bed at night? Like what is driving and directing uh your thoughts, your actions, um, behavior, and interactions with people, and your words. And, and that's kind of what the heart is. It's the very central piece of a human. Um, and obviously, if, that, if, that, if it's determining the course of your life, as the scriptures say, if it's, if it's where the wellspring of your life flo- flows from, if that's where everything comes from, then it's very important that you guard it. And that's why it's important, because everything comes from it. That's literally what the scripture says. Everything comes from your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's important to guard it. And it's part, important to look over and keep watch over what's coming into your heart and what's influencing your heart and what's, um, what is occupying those thoughts and occupying what, what is... What are you setting your heart towards? What are you um, dreaming about? And what are you hoping towards? And what are you putting your hope on? And so it's, it's very important to, to, like I said, guard it. To make sure you're not letting in the things that are going to lead you uh, down a path, path of death or down a path of sin or down a path of, of turmoil or down a path of uh, just outside of the way that, that, that God wants you to live. And, and the word says that, you know, uh, narrow is the path that leads uh, to life. I, I know I'm butchering that, but the, the the point is the same. And wide is the path that leads to destruction. So if you're not, um, if you're allowing the wrong things into your life, you're going to be steered off that narrow path and onto the wide path of destruction very easily. Um, and so that's why, one, it's so important, like we talked about last podcast, um, to have wise counsel around you to help correct you when you're falling off yeah. that uh, path uh, and when you're letting in the wrong things into your heart. Because when you're letting in the wrong things to your heart, it's going to be evident um, in your actions and in your thoughts um, and in your words. Um, Alan, you want to add anything to that? Yeah. Uh, so this verse stands out to me. Um, the first time I met with my mentor, Pastor Alger, who I mentioned a lot in the last podcast about um, just counsel and having advisors. Uh, this is the verse that he really stressed 
And I mean, our part of our relationship is like talking about relationships, and so it's it's an important um, verse in that topic. Cause a lot of people, when they hear "guard your heart," um, that's the way they think of romantic relationships. Yeah, that's why it gets thrown around a lot, and it's, yeah. it's, ap- it's definitely ap- yeah. applicable. Yeah, it's um, probably it's much more than that. For it sure. is. Yeah, we're gonna go into that some, um, but I think even more than the reason. Um, so it says, guard your heart. So yes, guard your heart. But why do you guard your heart? Because everything you do flows through it. So if you don't guard your heart from um, bad relationships or things that you're allowing into your life, then everything that flows out of your life yeah, is going to be hurt. It's going to be damaged, but effective. So your witness is going to be hurt. You're not going to have the fruits of the Spirit. You're not going to um, be uh, as much of a light of, to Christ or for Christ if you're allowing mm-hmm. these negative things in your, in your heart, it's not because it's some kind of workspace religion. Oh, like you have the sin. Um, so therefore you're not giving an example. It's just like, if, if you don't protect your heart, then just everything mm-hmm. is going to be hurt as a result. Um, yeah. So we had three kind of areas, uh, to guard your heart. Um, the first one, we're going to talk about this now. Yeah. Yeah. First one is relationships because that's what most, I, I think 80% of the time I hear people in their young professional life talk about. Like, yeah, guard your heart. Guard, guard your heart. heart. Yeah, yeah, it's talking about dating relationships. Um, yeah. It's definitely applicable, like we said. I don't think, um, it's definitely very relevant because it's very easy to get over overly involved with someone very quickly, especially yeah. if things are exciting, which is, you know, it happens to begin a relationship. You get very excited. You're very attracted to one another, and like it's new and it's fresh, and so like it's easy to get overly involved and like not guard your heart. And yeah. so it's, it's definitely true to, uh, definitely applicable for dating. Yeah, and I wasn't even thinking about this. So I, there's, I feel like two times to guard your heart before the relationship even starts. So before there's even like interest known between you and the other person, and then while in the relationship and while pursuing mm-hmm. the relationship. And I would argue, and this is just my personal feelings, I would argue it's probably even more important to guard your heart before the relationship. Um, because if you don't guard your heart before the relationship, then you're going to get into relationships you don't need to be in in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Um, so just as an example, um, in the past, there was um, a relationship I was interested in pursuing and uh, and we were going into a time of like prayer and fasting and that this verse was on my heart. It usually is during seasons of prayer and fasting just because relationships are a big part of your life in your um, young professional seasons. So um, I was praying, uh, God got my heart, God got my heart, God my heart. And in that time of prayer, seeking counsel, like we talked about last time, basically that person was taken off the board um, and... Other doors were opened up as well. But had I not, I mean, before starting that time of prayer and fasting, I was probably ready to pursue that relationship. Mm-hmm. But I took it aside those um, 21 days of prayer and fasting, prayed that intensely, and that door was closed and another one was open. Yeah. Um, I think that, just before we move on to the yeah. next thing, I think it's, I think to support your point of it's important to do it before the relationship starts because before a relationship starts, it's almost like you're just interested. You're interested in a person, but more than more times than not, I'd say 
you're interested in the idea of a yes, person. Thought, and so you can elevate someone to even higher um, an ideal that they're not actually going to reach. And so yeah. if you're entertaining this idea like, oh, I wish we could do this together. We could do this together. Oh, she's great like this. Uh, yeah. She's really, you know, uh, it's very dangerous. And so guarding your heart means not getting ahead of yourself and looking too far ahead and just yeah. keeping being present and not letting uh not letting your heart get too too involved not to say you shouldn't love that's not what i'm saying because yeah. we're all called to love um people but uh as christians um but just to be wise i mean that's what proverbs is, is a book of wisdom the whole bible is a yeah. book of wisdom um but it's wise to guard your heart yeah so and so we talked about before the relationship then while in the relationship well it's as it is also important to, as Jackson said, be present, um, not get too far ahead of yourself. Like, you know, be careful about what conversations you're having early on in the conversation about, and sometimes what questions you're asking. There's a there's a season for everything, um, as uh, Ecclesiastes talks about. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. you have anything to add to that? Jackson can speak more to that season of life than I can. Uh, I'll say this, uh, I guarded my heart for a while and, um, when the right person came along, I was, I'm thankful that I had guarded my heart against others, uh, other situations and opportunities, um, because it's been amazing. Yeah. So we'll move on, I suppose. Yeah, I I do want to say this. Okay. Also, guard the other person's heart. Um, yeah, that's a good perspective to have, and it's that's a mature perspective to have, but it can also be kind of difficult to have. Yeah. Um, so the relationship I had in college uh, was pretty serious, like a year and a half, um, but I never knew. She thought I was her husband. I never knew that she was my wife. I was never certain of that. And therefore, to guard her heart, I was very, um, I, I never promised, made any promises that I couldn't keep. Um, we were very, like, slow to say, like, the L word. Um, and on that was more, well, yes, <laughs> I just said that because that's you sometimes. Uh, but I think, as a man, I think that's important in, to be yeah. the leader in the relationship. You, I think it's important for me to guard her heart as well um i my yeah. i took the perspective i never wanted to be uh to have said anything that i would later regret to um have um be a stumbling block for her and her future husband um and so i was careful to guard her heart with the words i said as well yeah that's good um the other one we said area to guard your heart is in friendships this is probably a pretty quick one um, yeah, but it's something you might not necessarily think about, which yeah. you had a great point earlier when we were discussing this. Um, if you want to share that, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and wise. So, uh, one of my friends shared this with me, but, um, a lot of times with close friends like me and Jackson or me and some of my buddies, um, from other stages of life, you know, um, we share our problems with each other and sometimes it's easy to almost carry them for each other. But one of my friends shared um, that you can't make your friend's problems your own problems. It's not that you don't want to be the friend that's there for uh, through adversity. What's that? Proverbs 19, 18. You, you shared it with me one time. Don't please. Um, but, uh, 
but you you shouldn't have you shouldn't internalize. Uh, brother, a brother is born born for a time of adversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you shouldn't have to carry their burdens. You shouldn't internalize it. Um, you should have proper boundaries to be there for the person. Yeah. But it shouldn't become your own problem. And if you do, there might be an issue with with boundaries and that friendship yeah. that you need to guard your heart in. Yeah. Um, and there was another point you said, I got, I'll share it. And it was kind of similar, um, I guess similar framework. Say you have, you're, you're really struggling with something instead of going to God first. Oh yeah, that was good. Um, you said it, uh, (laughs) I got that one from a friend also uh, going to God first. You go to friends first. Um, and that is just the wrong order. It doesn't mean you can't go to friends quickly. Like if you're really struggling, like, Hey, I need help. Um, or you're just like overwhelmed with anxiety or whatever. Like you just, and you need prayer. Like that's okay. But when you're putting your reliance upon people in the place of God, that is when you get into trouble. And that is not guarding your heart. And that's not putting in proper boundaries. Like you, you mentioned Alan. Um, and so it's kind of like the other side of the coin of that. Um, what you mentioned a minute ago. Um, so moving on to the third point we want to discuss about guarding your heart. Yeah, the third area that I thought of um, were kind of like your hopes or your dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs thirteen twelve says, A hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Um, so when I think of this, uh, so I'm in like a job search, career search right now. And when I'm applying, I try to never put all my hope or um or all my heart into any one thing that I'm applying for because I'm submitted to God's will. I'm n- I'm not trying to put any of these these positions on a pedestal. I want what God's best for me and I'm not putting any uh putting any too much weight in any one of these. Right. Um you're not putting your identity in whether you get a job or not or yeah. a specific role or a specific company. Yeah. And so what really showed me that like you need to guard your heart in this area was one of our friends who's been in a similar job search for a while, career search for a while. He one time um, said, I want this job more than anything. And it was written out in like a text format to a group of us. And when I read that, I was like, um, I, he wasn't guarding his heart. He was putting too much of his weight, his identity in it, like we're saying. Yeah. And I think it's that's easy for us to do. That's easy for us to do in a relationship, in a, in a job, in a new position. Um, but I think you, we need to guard our hearts and know yeah. that God is sovereign. He's in control. We want his will, his perfect will for us, um, and not what we would think yeah. of as on our own. I think that doesn't mean you can't be like excited yeah. or put like a lot of effort forth into yeah. it you know, uh, a job search, for example, or like into projects at your current job or like, um, just different things. You can't, it doesn't mean that it's just like having the proper perspective of how much am I really devoting my heart to this? Is this what I'm, is this thinking, am I thinking about this way too much? Am I, uh, investing way too much of my emotion and my thoughts in my energy uh, into this because if so, uh, you know, <laughs> that's not the way you were designed to live. Yeah. And there's going to be, that doesn't, it's going to be unfulfilling yeah. and, um, and it hurts God's heart above, yeah. above that. Like it, it's, it's hurting God's heart that you're putting something else above him. And that's, that's not, 
that's not what you want to do. And it's just, even from a non-Christian perspective, like, it's just unhealthy to put all your weight and all your thought and energy and emotion and stuff into like a material thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Proverbs 16.3 says, ESB, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Um, so I would just encourage anyone, if, if you have those goals, if you have those things that you're wanting, um, commit them to the Lord, your pursuits to the Lord, and not your attainment mm-hmm. to the Lord. Um, or the Lord should be your first priority and trusting yeah. him that he's going to work out what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so I guess going off that, making the Lord your first priority yeah. and putting him as the priority. It's okay to have other priorities in your life, but if they become the priority, that's the issue, right? Um, but having the Lord as the priority is, is, is so key. Um, and so when we were talking about this first, uh, uh, guarding your heart and the idea of the heart, um, the 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 verse that really first came to mind for me was um was Deuteronomy six uh four through five, which is known as the Shema, just for just for some I guess biblical knowledge flex, I don't know. Um <laughs> weird flex, but okay. Um it's the Shema and uh Jesus references this in three of the four gospels, uh Matthew, Mark and Luke. And it's, it's this, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord our God is, I'm sorry, I messed up that. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. And, um, you know, there, I, I looked up how many uh, commandments there were in the old Jewish law, and there were 613 and so for this to be the most important one out of 613, that speaks pretty yeah. high volumes. Um, and I think there's a reason why in this scripture, like the heart is listed first because the heart is the, the core, the central piece of a human. Yeah. And when things get out of whack, when you're no longer loving the Lord with all your heart, just part of your heart, things are going to go wrong. And not only that, like I said a minute ago, it hurts God's heart. It hurts him mm-hmm. that you're putting other things above him because he's a jealous God and he, he loves us yep. and he wants us to love him. Like throughout his scripture, he is chasing after us and we keep on as human race, just turning our backs and rebelling against him. But he continues to pursue us so much so that he sends a form of himself, Jesus in human form to just say, Hey, this is the perfect covenant. This is the perfect, uh, agreement. This, and you can't mess it up because he's perfect. He's fully God and he's fully human. So he can uphold both sides of the agreement. And um, he loves us that much. And so we should love him in return. And the cool thing about heart, which the, which really is like desires, like we said, it's desires, it's motivation, it's, it's uh, the inner person, like your direction. The interesting thing about that is that um, you can't really just conjure up a desire for something. It has to happen like organically. So let's just for example, uh, before we go on too long here, um, for example, let's say you spent you you decide in high school, like when you're 15 or 16, that you want to be a doctor, and so throughout the rest of high school and college, and you go to uh, medical school, you spend all this time, money, energy, emotion, um, thoughts about being a doctor, and you want to be, you tell people you want to be a doctor, and you you make good grades, and you have residency, and like everything's going perfectly, you get your first job, and you're a doctor, and 
it's going to take something crazy happening for you to no longer want to be a doctor. Like if you yeah. invested all this desire and all of your heart into being a doctor, it's going to take something wild, um, something like that you aren't really controlling, I guess, um, some, ex- some external force to make you no longer want to be a doctor. And so the thing about desires is that they can't be conjured up. And what I would encourage you all to do, and so, so for, for me to say that you should just love God more, like that's, you can't just like white knuckle your way to loving God more. It has to be really uh, driven by him working in your heart. And so I want to encourage you all to let God do the heavy lifting and mm. ask him to change your heart, to have a desire for him more than anything else. That is what I have found to be the most, it, it seems so simple, but that's why I found to be the most fulfilling and, mo- and the simplest way to live out this commandment is to ask him to serve in my heart a desire to love him above all else and to point out in my heart, just like it says in Psalm 139, to search my heart and test my thoughts yeah. and reveal to him, me any ways that are keeping me from being all that you want me to be, Lord, um, and, and to stir up a desire in my heart to love him above all, above all else and call me out when I'm not doing that. Um, so yeah, that is what guarding your heart is about and what loving the Lord with all your heart is about. Um, any final thoughts you want to add, Alan? Um, two. Okay. So, um, in our church, Church of the Highlands, we, um, through the freedom, uh, small group curriculum, we talk about how, um, what is it? Um, spiritual order. So, uh, human beings are a spirit being. That's the part that's like mm-hmm. God that's awakened whenever you accept Christ into your life. Um, it's one with God the um, body that's the flesh and then uh, really the second piece is the soul so the soul is the mind will emotion so that is what we're speaking of with with the heart mm-hmm. and then the old testament heart was even more than that yes um, the heart includes that yeah in the old so testament. when jackson's talking about protecting what you allow into your heart i think about what you allow into your soul so um our pastor, Pastor Chris, talks about doing soul fast from time to time. So that's a lot, like guarding what you allow into your mind, so not what you allow into your body through food. Yeah. Um, so to guard your heart, you, you're you not going to be fasting food, but you are going to guard what you allow through media, like social media, what you watch on Netflix, um, the news. I know a lot of people, yeah. um, a lot of older men um, can really, uh, that I that I'm around, can really get... Um, absorbed into the political yeah. world and news and that can hurt their heart um, but those are and yeah. music music man um, if I'm listening to music that's all the time talking about relationships then I'm going to be thinking about relationships and something on that point Jackson talks about what's your heart thinking of when you go to bed and when you wake up I know if I wake up with a country music song in my head <laughs> that I am not doing something right with what I'm allowing into my heart. So, uh, I <laughs> have me this morning. I, I can't remember what the song was. I'm not embarrassed to say it. I just can't remember yeah. what it was. And I remember when we had this conversation before, I was yeah. like, man, I gotta go put on some, some, some God praising music. Yeah. I need to get this song out of my head. Yeah. And not that all that music is inherently bad, no. but not at all. You know, I, I want to wake up with God songs on my head yeah. and on my heart. Um, and then the last thing, uh, just about guarding your heart, another verse that I found about it says, I can be a warrior um, sometimes. I know growing up, I definitely struggled with that. God's freed me from that a lot. But um, there's a verse on that in guarding your heart. It says, uh, it's Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need 
and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. He's, his peace will guard your hearts mm. and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So um, we talked about you know, praying for a relationship, uh, dwelling on friendships, and praying for your hopes and dreams and goals. But don't worry about those things. Pray about them first. Pray for God to guard your heart. Pray for God to open yeah. those doors. But seek, I think of this verse also, I get this one and seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all things will give in to you as well. Um, what's that, Proverbs 5, 3 or 3, 5? Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33. What was I thinking? <laughs> Proverbs, Proverbs 3, right. 5 is similar to that one too. Um, so it's I get those confused. It's right. Um, <laughs> but anyways, but if you give it over to God, then he's going to guard your uh, heart and give you peace in your yeah. heart and your mind. Just ask him, man. Yeah. Just ask him. It sounds so simple, but just ask. Like some of these things that the, the scriptures say, or a lot of these things scriptures say to do, like, you can't white knuckle, you can't conjure up, you can't like use your own strength to, to do these things. Like you have to just offer up in prayer. And, and even when you're not, when you f- don't feel like your anxiety is leaving, say, Lord, I don't feel like my anxiety is leaving. Like do something, yeah. please. Cause I don't want to bear this burden. Yeah. Um, the verse I was thinking of Proverbs three, five, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own oh, understanding. Yeah. Seek his will in all you do. And he will take, show you which path to take. So God, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean uh, on your own understanding. Yeah, that's good. Your heart and your mind. Yeah. Anything else, Jackson? I think that is it. You want to um, do a prayer blessing? I think so. I think it's that time. Yeah. All right. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> uh, dear Father, thank you so much for my friend and my brother, Alan. Thank you for uh, just this gift of prayer that we can speak to you, the creator and sustainer of everything that's uh and you listen, and it makes a difference, and it doesn't make any sense to me, um, but I'm thankful for it. Lord, I pray for uh, all those listening um, that you would stir up in all of their hearts a desire to love you above all else, and I pray that you would, uh, you would bless them with your peace and guard their hearts, whatever they're going through, whether it's uh, listening for relationships or uh, career-wise or um, friendships or... Uh, allowing things in their heart that don't need to be allowing their hearts. So I ask you would just uh, search their hearts and, and test their thoughts, Lord, and reveal to them any ways that are keeping them from being all that you want them to be, Lord, and just uh, convict them and show them uh, the way of life, the way of everlasting, the way out of that, Lord. Um, protect their hearts, protect their minds, and um, stir up in them a desire to, to love you above all else. Uh, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Have a great week, guys. Love y'all. Peace.